Well, giving honor to God today, you know, it's just, it's a pleasure to serve him, and I always tell him that, amen? It really is a pleasure, and it's a pleasure to serve you all as well, amen? I'm not toiling up here. I'm not, it's not hard for me to serve what the Lord asked me to serve to you, amen? So I give honor to God, who is my life, amen? And all the bishops and pastors and ministers and evangelists, in this place today who's helping with this labor of love as the bishop said that's not in here it's out there (laughs) we got to show up out there saying to God because it's a mess amen that's the place oh thank you Lord Jesus so I just thank you again for this opportunity for one more time Lord stand before your people Lord and be a blessing to them You bless me so I can bless you. Father, bless me to be a blessing to you all. So with no further ado, I'm going to get right into this word. Amen. I've really been in a series right now dealing with names. And there's so much meaning in a name. Amen. What we call things. It's meaning in that. And I've been exploring some of the names that we call our God. Amen. These names describe his glory and his majesty, saints, his nature, his plan for our lives. Amen. His character. (laughs) And even though we use words or these wonderful names to describe him, he is so much more. (laughs) Get that in your spirit right there. Last week on Zoom, we talked about the name Elohim, which is a Hebrew word that means God, or my God, or the God of Israel. Amen. And we learned that there's so many names for God, and they all describe his glory and majesty, his nature, his plan for our lives, his character. And even though we use words again, these great names, he's way more than that. Amen. So I'm going to, I'm just going to review this one more time to bring everlasting love up to speed on this because they didn't hear this. And then I'm going to give you the word God gave me for today. Amen. 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 But the name Elohim, saints, it's a singular word and it's a plural word. It's single in noun. And it's plural and verb. Amen. But you would think since the word is plural, it would be translated in English as God's with an S. <laughs> but we know there's only one God. Amen. He makes that clear in his word. Amen. He said, there's no other God beside me. And please, whatever you do, don't put nothing else beside him. He all by, he's God all by himself. Amen. Amen. Only one. Singular. Yet the word Elohim is also plural. Amen. So again, I want to review this quickly because I want to show it to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Hebrew, when you have a plural word, saints, that should be singular, 
it's telling you that there's something really profound about the reality behind the word. Amen. Elohim is really saying there's something profound about our God. <laughs> That's what it's telling us. It's saying the reality of God is so transcendent, so awesome, so beyond. There's really no word in any language that can express him. <laughs> I told him last week in the Zoom service, I, I, I ponder this name. You know, whatever it is, I always ask God, what is the word that really describes you? Because all these words, we get awesome and fantastic and, and, and uh, majestic. They, it's just not enough. <laughs> so I, mean, I just wonder all the time, what is that word? We don't know it. <laughs> not even the word God. <laughs> it's just not enough, which means the creator and the ruler of the universe and the source of all moral authority, the supreme being. But that word God is still not enough to describe him. It's not enough. Amen. It's like whatever word we come up with only describes a part of him, saints. There's always so much more. Amen. That's why we're here today. Amen. See, the word Elohim is letting us know that whatever you think of God, he's more than that. That's why it's plural. Amen. <laughs> It's a singular word, but also plural. Plural in that it's more to God, not that it's many gods. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Write that down. It's only plural because there's so much more to him. Amen. No matter how good you think God is, he's better. Yeah. Amen. No matter how beautiful, majestic, amazing, he's more beautiful. He's more majestic. He's more amazing. No matter how awesome you think he is, he's more awesome than that. <laughs> no matter how beyond you think he is, he's even beyond that. Amen. <laughs> so what does Elohim reveal to us, saints? It reveals no matter how much you think of, you know of God, there's always more to know. Ooh, I came in. They were talking about that this morning. <laughs> so much more. And so much more. And more than so much more. <laughs> so never stop seeking him, saints. For his name is Elohim. Amen. And his awesomeness, there's no end to it. Amen. So please know, saints of God, there's always more of our God. The scripture says we are growing in godliness. I heard that this morning. We're growing in, we need, we have not arrived, saints. That's why we're here. We haven't arrived. Nobody in this room has arrived in him. He's so much more. When you think you arrived, keep seeking him. <laughs> Let me show you how God expressed that when Job was going through. Because Job was complaining about God and justifying himself. Don't ever do that. <laughs> you hear me? Don't do that. Job was whining and complaining, but the beautiful power was he never cursed God. Amen. But let me quickly show you what he learned. If you could turn in your Bibles quickly to Job chapter 37. And let's look at verse 23. I just want to review about three of these scriptures before I go on to what the Lord gave me for today. Job 37, look at verse 23. 
It says, touching the almighty, we cannot find him out. <laughs> you know why we can't find him out? Because there's always some more. <laughs> we can't. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. <laughs> the scripture is just telling us plain and simple. Job figured it out. It's more to God. We cannot find him out. It's always more. You know, sometimes we think we know a person. Oh, I know this person. I know everything about them. I know what they're going to do, what they're not going to do. Don't use that with God. <laughs> it's not true. Amen. <laughs> Our God is excellent in power, in judgment, in justice, in everything. <laughs> and even though he's all in all, he won't destroy his people. That's what this scripture is saying. He will not afflict. If you a child of God, you in good shape. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. He won't even treat anyone unfairly. <laughs> Job is saying, God didn't, God didn't put this on me. That's what he's really admitting now. He figured it out. Because he's an excellent God. Amen. God didn't put Job through what he was going through. It was Satan, saints. How when we read the scripture, it was Satan. It wasn't God. God allowed it, but he wasn't doing it. <laughs> Let me show you Job's misunderstanding. You know what he said? The Lord giveth. Come on, y'all. That's truly said. He said that, but that's not the truth. God wasn't taking anything away. Neither is he taking anything away from you. Oh, please hear me, saints of God. <laughs> that's off amen <laughs> the Lord is not taking anything away it's the devil amen look at verse 24 men do therefore fear him he respected not any that are wise of heart you know what this scripture is saying we, we reverence him we respect him we worship him we love him that's the fear this is talking about because we know him amen now, some men are afraid of him. You know why they're afraid of him? Because they don't know him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and they should be afraid. <laughs> they should be afraid. <laughs> but this scripture here is saying, all who are wise show him reverence. That's what it's saying. It says, not any that are wise of heart. Amen. See, we fear God. That's wisdom. And God has no respect for people who think they don't need him. Oh, I'm going to say that again. I'll say that again. God has no respect for people who think they don't need him. That's why it says he respecteth not any that are wise of heart. <laughs> people who are wise in themselves. He has no respect for that. He respecteth not. That's what the scripture is saying. See, when you're wise in your own heart, you refuse to allow God to sit on the throne of your heart and lead you. Huh? You think you know it? How to lead you better than he know how to lead you. <laughs> but Job figured it out, saints. Thank you, Jesus. And so did we. That's why we're here. <laughs> when God gets done questioning Job, I want to show you what Job said. And then we're going to go on to what the Lord gave me for us today. Amen. <laughs> Turn to your Bible to Job 42. Because God was asking them some tough questions. 
huh? Because he was whining and complaining, talking about how good he was. And he was a just man. God was, was bragging on him. Satan come up with the sons of God talking about. He said, have you seen my servant Job? He's a bad man. <laughs> and, it, and Satan said, yeah, he's a bad man because you got that hedge of protection around him. <laughs> but take that away and we're going to see how bad he is. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and so he was complaining because he, he knew he was walking with God. He was walking upright, you know, <laughs> compared to men. <laughs> But don't bring that mess to God. Oh, I often tell y'all that. When you stand before the Lord, don't be talking about all that good stuff you did. How you laid hands and the demon came out. You know what you talk about? Jesus. That's it. You don't even want him looking at you. You want him looking at Christ. In you. That's what you want him to see. So he was asking Job some tough questions. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? <laughs> See, he, I woke him up. <laughs> Who are you to question counsel by words without knowledge? <laughs> Being ignorant, questioning God. Words without knowledge just mean you don't know. Right. Amen. Amen. Look at verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, look at verse 2, I know that thou canst do Everything. Woo, when you get that right there in your spirit, <laughs> you done woke up. I know that thou can do everything and that no thought can be withholding from thee. <laughs> the scripture right here proved that Job got it. Huh? <laughs> this is the truth. That's true what he just said right there. That stuff about the Lord, give it and the Lord. That's not true. But that right there, I know that thou can do everything <laughs> and that no thought can be withholding from thee right. oh that's the truth no ignorance in that answer at all God can do everything and he is all knowing he knows it all so I, I love to pray and say Lord you know what I'm getting ready to ask you before I even ask you and you know what the person needs I'm getting ready to pray for before I even ask you you already know but I'm gonna ask you Lord I'm just gonna still ask but I know you know he's Elohim saying to God Poor word, yet one God that can do everything. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 3. It says, who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understand not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Everybody get that in your spirit. Huh? Job said, I was uttering stuff that was too, I didn't know what I was saying. I don't know everything, Lord. I was talking out of ignorance. That's what he's saying, saying to God. <laughs> Things that's way above my head that I just didn't know. What is he saying? I'm still learning you. Why? Because it's more and more. When you think you're there, you keep going. Keep seeking him. Amen. I heard this this morning. I'm going to reiterate. We're growing in godliness. We have not arrived. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Everybody just say that. He is Elohim. God and so much more. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I wanted to review the name Elohim with you all, but today I want to talk about this other powerful name of God, Jehovah. <laughs> oh, this one is tricky right here. Jehovah is not a Hebrew word, saints, because they have no J. Hmm? Where did it come from? And we hear that about Jesus as well. <laughs> But see, in the, in the Hebrew, the name of God is recorded as Y-H-W-H. There's no vowels. See, but in Hebrew, they write, they, read it, they wrote it one way, but they sound out the vowels when they say the word. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So as a result, when ancient Hebrew was studied, Scholars and linguists can't say with confidence how certain Hebrew words were pronounced. Can you see the confusion now? Yeah. <laughs> so Y-H-W-H, how is that translated and pronounced in English? Remember, they speak the vowels out. So it is Yahweh. Or your your. Yahweh, 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 or Jehovah. Oh, y'all better hear me on this one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. And it's the same with Jesus. They say, oh, no, it can't be Jesus because in Hebrew, they didn't have a, a J. But we say Jesus. Translated from the Hebrew is Yeshua. Or also, Joshua. <laughs> but we say, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to end this debate right here because I, I want to get to this word. But let's end the debate with this right here. We in the New Testament say Jesus. But it's far more important to know God through faith in Jesus than to know the correct pronunciation of his name in Hebrew. See, we come to the Father by faith in Jesus, the cross. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so the primary and crucial difference between Jehovah's Witnesses and born again Christians is that Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that Jesus is God incarnate. <laughs> God became flesh. God assumed a human body, a human nature, and became a man. And if you don't believe that, Jesus is Lord and God, then you cannot be a Christian. Huh? They insist that Jehovah is God's personal name, whereas Christians know that the personal name of God is Jesus. Amen. In the flesh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God has many names in the Old Testament. Each title exemplifies his distinctiveness and his power, saints. Similar, Jesus Christ has parallel titles in the New Testament, which reveal his many facets and relationship to God, the Father. God bless you, man of God. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you. My elder looks out for me. Amen.
<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm a bearer. Praise God. I thank God for him. I really do. I thank God for him. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. So I was saying Jesus has, has in, which in the New Testament, it's many facets in relationship to God the Father. And I'm going to show you that parallel right now in this world. Amen. Amen. This is the one I want to start with for this Jehovah Nisi. It, 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 it means God is my banner or he's my refuge. He's the one we battle with. That's why we don't lose battles. Amen. There's no losing in Christ ever. You ain't going to lose no battles in Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. When I learned that great truth, I stopped battling in me. Amen. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He is how we win the battle, saints. <laughs> the Lord is my banner. On the on the, on the uh, flyer today, I printed this. It says, Jehovah Nisi, he is my victory. Say amen to that. Amen. That's why we don't lose battles in him. He is the victory. Right. Amen. Yeah. He lifts a standard above my enemies. Yeah. You can't lose with this. Amen. His banner over me is love. Say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, saints of God, let's get to these scriptures. If you all will follow me to Exodus chapter 17. And we're going to look at verse 8. It says, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So here's the Amalekites attacking Israel. <laughs> Amalek represents atheism or the rejection of God. Amen. <laughs> and, and God was really wroth with them Amalekites because they attacked. See, Israel was not a fighters. They wasn't a warring people. And here they come to attack them as soon as they came out of uh, Egypt. Amen. Amen. Look at verse 2. I mean verse 9, I'm sorry. And Moses said unto who? Joshua. Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. <laughs> Moses assigned Joshua over the military, right? But they wasn't a fighting people, saints. But he told them to choose some men and go out and fight. <laughs> but what was Moses going to do? <laughs> he said, I'm going to stand on top of the hill. <laughs> and when the rod of God in his hand, by holding the rod of God, saints of God, Moses physically was demonstrating a total dependence on God's authority and power. Everybody say amen to that. Because that's what we got. Total dependence on God's authority and his power. Amen. And you know how we do that? When we do this. When we submit to him. We submit to God. When the police stop you, what do you say? Surrender. Surrender. We've already done that to God. We surrendered. 
Amen. 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 To God's authority and power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We hold our hands up in submission to him, saints. Letting him know we depend on you, Lord. We need you, Lord God. See, when you're battling with God on your side, there's no chance for defeat. How do we say it, saints? If God be for you, come on. Who's going to be against you? Amen. Look at verse 10. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Y'all seeing this? Y'all catching this revelation right here? <laughs> you see what this is symbolizing? See, when you're trusting God and depending on God, this symbol is your hands lifted. You prevail. Amen. But when you let down your hands, begin to deal with the battle in your own strength, Amalek prevails or your enemy prevails. <laughs> you know what you have to do? We all have to keep doing this all the time, saints. Think, keep thinking of ways to keep your hands lifted up. We in one today. When we assemble together, we lifting our hands up. When we praising God, lifting our hands up. Prayer, lifting our hands up. Early morning prayer. Oh, you know, I really like that, say to God. Lifting our hands up. Group Bible study. It's on Thursday night. Lifting our hands up. Reading your own Bible. Lifting your hands up. Having your mind stayed on Christ. Lifting your hands up. I'm just trying to show you how to keep your hands lifted up. Look at verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy. See, that's the problem right there. It gets heavy. Amen. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands. The one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. What did they do? They thought up a way to keep his hands up. Like we do. All the ways I showed you will keep your hands up. You will always win the battle. When your hands are up, you win the battle. Oh, you got to get to see a spirit. No more losing battles anymore. I'm showing you the formula to win every battle. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. They held his hands up until the sun went down. They thought up ways to keep him lifted. Let's sit him on this rock. Let's sit him up. And then they decided, oh, we're just going to hold his hands up ourselves. And got on both sides of him and held his hands up. As long as Moses' hands were elevated, they kept receiving blessings from God. Listen to that, saints. Israel was prevailing. They were winning the battle. Look at verse 13. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. <laughs> Joshua was taking them out. Amen. Why? Because God was with them. Amen. It's like he's with us. He discomfited Amalek. 
Joshua was totally winning the battle. Look at verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. <laughs> he told Joshua to write this down in the book. Saints of God, it is written. <laughs> God's ultimate plan is to destroy our enemies forever. <laughs> the world, Satan, the flesh, death, <laughs> those are enemies. It is written, these enemies will be destroyed and put from under heaven forever. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I like this scripture. I got to read it again. It said, and the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Jesus. Oops, Joshua. Joshua, that's what it say, right? <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. This was rehearsed in, in his ears. He knew what he was there for. I know what I'm here for. I'm putting all these enemies to flight. When I come up, I'm going to have all the power. Oh, it was whispered in his ear before he got here. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And the Lord God said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, of Yeshua. <laughs> for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. What our hands look like, saints. Keep them lifted up. You will never lose any battle. Now look what happened, saints of God. Look at verse 15. It says, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. God is my refuge. He's our banner. He is who we battle with. He is how we win every battle. Oh, you got to hear this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to show you one more thing. Now, that's the Old Testament. Let's look at what it looked like in the New Testament. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. With Christ Jesus winning the battle. Amen. All right, turn quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 15. Let me show you this. We hear this a lot. Hmm? We go to funerals and hear this, but I want y'all to hear it again in the mindset that you're in right now. Amen. Look at verse 12. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse, I'm sorry, verse 52. It says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. All of us going to be changed into some glorified bodies. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Saints, in Christ, we win every battle. Huh? <laughs> we know what the end look like. We win. <laughs> That's how it looks. Saints of God. Period. We win. 
Look at verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. <laughs> it's going to get rid of all them enemies, including us. Flesh. Amen. Don't team up with that. Don't let that be your friend. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Everything in Christ is victory. <laughs> Isn't that what it said in the Old Testament? <laughs> I'm putting all your enemies out from under heaven. Amen. I want to show you what it looked like in this New Testament right here. Death is swallowed up in victory. Look at verse 55. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Huh? See, to us in flesh, it looks like we're losing in that, in that position, that situation. Not so according to this word. It said it don't have no, in, in Christ, it has no victory. Our hands are like this. No victories for this death. None. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 56. It says, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Aren't y'all glad we're not under the law? That's why I don't know why people won't receive Christ. If you don't receive Christ, you're under the law. You got to do everything perfect. And, and it's a law to say if you break one law, guess what? You broke all of them. We need God. He is a necessity. Amen. That's why the next verse says this. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted to show it to you in the New Testament. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I say thank you. Hallelujah to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jehovah. Phoenici and Jesus Christ. God is my refuge. He is who we battle with. He is how we win the battle. Amen. I'm going to read this last scripture to you. It's, uh, it's verse 57. 1 Corinthians. No, 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, again, Paul taught, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So God provided the victory and the provisions for Israel while we received salvation provided through and by the shed blood of the Son of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody give our God a shout of praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we just say thank you today, Lord. We say thank you today, Father. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for winning the victory, every victory, every battle, Lord, 
in you we win. We will keep our hands lifted up, Lord. We will keep them lifted up, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. And you showed us how to do it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in here who don't know Jesus, I just got to say that, and then I'm going to have the bishop come up and do an invitation. Anybody who don't know Jesus, amen, who's not part of this victorious plan, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody's ready for the battle then. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.